Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Toddler tantrums are a thing to behold. They are also something that can make your blood boil and totally upend your day. Many times they come out of the blue and you have no idea what happened. Genevieve Muir is an obstetrics social worker, parenting educator and mum of four. And she has a few thoughts on what's happening when our small humans melt down. Hi, Jen. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, all children have tantrums. Mine are no longer toddlers, but they still have the uh, occasional meltdown. But why do they seem to start once they become toddlers and are also at a higher frequency in the toddler years? Yeah, toddlers are tough. Uh, Our little toddlers, their brains are growing really, really fast. So much is happening. They go from being a baby where their world is kind of just their parents and it's quite simple. The world starts to get bigger and more complicated. They've got these big emotions and a big human brain, but unfortunately they don't yet know how to have an emotion move through that and stay regulated. And let's be honest, even as adults, a lot of us don't nail never having a tantrum either. It's, you know, we all lose it, but our little two- and three-year-olds are doing it much, much, much more often and that can be really challenging for parents. So the world is getting bigger for our toddlers, but we can't necessarily make that world smaller because they are going to have to experience things like daycare drop-offs because parents have to work or other siblings because there's a bigger family. How can we manage that, I don't know, the, the sensory overload, I guess, that can sort of feed into toddlers having those tantrums and those meltdowns? One of the biggest, I call it the magic bullet in parenting, but the biggest secrets of toddler tantrums is that the more we can actually accept them and sit in them and allow them without trying to fix them or stop them or change them, the less tantrums we get. How that looks is that your child gets really upset. Just say they don't want to go to daycare. They go, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And as parents, we're likely to say, but you love it at daycare. But Johnny will be there and Mrs. So-and-so will miss you, you know, go and like, oh, my goodness, and I'll even give you a chocolate milkshake afterwards if you just go. (laughs) And then our child is getting more and more upset. Essentially what they're saying is you're not listening to me. I don't want to go. This emotion is real. It can sound crazy and it can feel a bit scary to do, but when we can stop and just look at our child and get down at their level and say, you really don't want to go today, this is really hard, and we just allow that connection, I'm not saying that always your child's just going to say, oh, thanks for clearing that up, pop on my backpack and off I go. But honestly, nine times out of ten, it will be a lot easier. You may have to still say, okay, we've got to go, so backpack on and off we go. But mostly what our kids are looking for is to be seen and heard. And once we can really just accept that emotion, it doesn't mean we have to say yes to everything it makes a huge difference to our little kids. So one of the secrets is actually just getting okay with emotion. 
What if the tantrum has escalated to a point where they are, you know, seeing red, they can't acknowledge you, they can't connect with you on any level, they're on the ground thrashing about. What do we do in that circumstance? Okay. So we, what we want to do is, first of all, keep them safe and us safe. So if they're hurting themselves, I'd say, I'll just put my hand or a pillow here. I'm not going to let you hurt you. I'm not going to let you hurt property. I'm not going to let you hit me. But it's okay to be mad. Now, depending on our little individual, some of them might need us to literally grab them and just hold them tight and say, I've got you. Go for it, right? But some of them are literally like, do not touch me. And I'd be sitting near them. I'd have my body as open as possible. I'm trying to show compassion and empathy just with my body because the words can't go in. If our child's in that red zone that you've just described, no teaching, no training, no talking, no threatening, nothing is going to help. In fact, it's likely to escalate. So we really want to sort of be there. And often what I talk about with parents is watching for this moment that there's a shift in your toddler's body. Like it's almost like you almost see that tantrum turn a corner. And at that point, you might say, I'm here when you're ready for a hug or are you ready for a hug? I appreciate that. Uh, there are ideal ways to respond to a tantrum but it can be so so hard if your toddler decides to do it in the middle of the shopping center (laughs) yeah because we can be fierce and protective of our children but oh my word when that's happening and everybody's staring at you and that kind of polite pleasing person is coming out thinking oh my goodness I just have to get my child away from all of this stop upsetting other people, start up, stop upsetting themselves. Do you have any tips for handling tantrums in a shopping centre? Mm-hmm. Look, oh, it's the worst thing, isn't it? And I've had <laughs> so many and it was not that long ago I carried a kicking, screaming four-year-old down the main street of my local area past the school drop-off with everybody watching on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> And uh, I got a text from a really good friend and she just wrote, I hope you have a wine in hand and you're not a parent till you've done that walk, are you? And I just thought, how nice is that? So I think, you know, in general, just let's look after each other. Um, Mm. But look, I think, to be honest, getting yourself and your kid out of there is not a bad strategy. So when, when, when our kids have lost it, Um, and especially in public where if we are unregulated too, we're not going to be able to help them find it in that environment with people watching. So you either get down and you're going to try and do that connection in a safer space as you can. So you might find a corner of the the shopping centre. But if, you know, if it's not working, I would pick my kid up and I would get out of there and not as a punishment, like, look what you've done, we now have to leave, but like, I'm going to get you out of here. I can see mm. this isn't working for us. And I get them into the car and then we're in private and we can let it all out. Yeah. Now, you mentioned earlier that the best way to sort of deal with these is to, to let them run their course, to make sure they under, the child understands that you are listening to them, that you're hearing what they're trying to express and just let them express it. But is there a way of, um, if not preventing all of them, preventing some of them? Yeah, this, I mean, this, oh gosh, we could we could do hours on this. Um, there are. So the first thing is tuning into mini emotions or micro emotions. So often before our kid get to DEFCON four, I call it, but like <laughs> that, you know, you know, we're there. They've given out some cues, and those cues are whinging, whining, little cries, little frustrations, showing a bit of anger. 
And we might try to gloss over these things. You're okay, dust it off, everything's fine. Now, if we can actually tune into these little mini emotions, our child's less likely to have to go to that extreme level. So that's part of it. And that's one of the things I often work with parents on. The other thing is just getting an awareness yourself of how your child's emotions make you feel. So this is the toughest part of parenting, but the calmer we can be inside, this is what co-regulation, so that we know that children under six cannot regulate alone. So the concept of go to your room and, and get regulated doesn't work, unfortunately. So the only way that it works is that while our child is up in that escalated emotion, we are staying down in this kind of much more regulated emotion. This is the process of co-regulation. It is through this process our child gets increasingly more regulated and then we get less tantrums. But it's it's hard work for us because it's actually about training us. Mm. Isn't that parenthood just in a nutshell? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'd love to just say yes. I've got the magic answer. But no, our oh, tantrums. Look, I feel for every parent of a toddler out there, it is tough when they're toddlers. But hopefully those uh, those words of wisdom from Jen will help out. Jen, thanks so much for your time today. My pleasure. That's Genevieve Muir. She's an obstetrics social worker and parenting educator. She also has a website to find out more. Head to the notes in this episode. I'm Siobhan Hunt. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please rate and review us so we can reach and help even more parents. And if you have a topic you'd like me to cover, send your email to feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.